Real Life SEO at Marketing Syrup. Continuing with our new podcast series that aims to share what SEO specialists do in their day-to-day work, today we're speaking with Christina Azarenko, who's the founder of Marketing Syrup, a boutique SEO consultancy firm, and she's also the creator of the SEO Challenge course. Hi, Christina. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. It's me. Yeah. Um, Before we get started, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. Um, So as you already heard, my name is Christina Zarenko. I am based in Toronto, Canada, and I'm the founder of Marketing uh, Syrup, which is uh, an agency and also which is turning into an SEO academy because I've been doing SEO for over 10 years, hands on. Basically, like doing all of the things in the SEO world. And in the last two years, I um, dedicated myself to helping e-commerce websites to um, improve their traffic and sales using SEO. And also at the same time, teaching people how to do SEO properly. So basically improving the quality of the SEO professionals that are out there um, in the SEO market. Okay, thanks for introducing yourself. And so you said you've been working in SEO for 10 years. Can you tell me a bit about a, your background, how you got started in SEO? Sure. So um, I do not have like any development or any like fancy background that would sound good for an SEO. But before studying uh, being an SEO, I was actually a debt collector <laughs> at uh, one factory uh, which um, sold watches which was a very interesting position that i had to take because i needed money but then i realized that okay i need to move on and accidentally like literally accidentally one day i found a course an seo course and i spent i think three sell my three sellers on it but once i joined the course i was like boom that's exactly what i need to do i even take time off from my then job uh to read everything to, to practice to learn all of the things out there and uh, i think two months later i found an agency and i was hired as a junior seo there that's how my seo journey started and what was the draw for seo what was the thing that clicked for you what made you so so interested in it i think um when I when I remember everything that I was doing, I was really fascinated by the technical part of SEO. And at that time, again, I was not technical at all. I did not know like what a website was, all this kind of stuff, right? Um, but I remember I was like, wow, canonical tags, interesting, robust.txt, sitemap XML, wow. I was so fascinated by all of these things and how they work together. So I I don't know, I realized that I will never want to get back to something, you know, usual. I wanted to pursue SEO as my career. And do you find that even after 10 years, you're still learning, still finding new things to be interested in? Oh, of course. I mean, uh, it's there's always something to learn in the SEO industry, definitely. Because of things that are changing, but also because like, for example, when I started, I remember that SEO was just, okay, some content, um, technical SEO and links. That's it. Like basically uh, every SEO would be most likely like wholesome SEO who would do everything. Now there's so many specializations and 
I don't know some of those specializations because like local SEO, I don't do local SEO, but there's always something to learn from the people who do local SEO. Um, so the industry has grown so much and there are so many, um, so many different niches that you can take in the industry. So I find it fascinating too. Okay. Would you say you have an expertise in any particular niche? Yeah. So um, my main expertise is technical SEO. And now I'm mostly working with e-commerce type websites, which means online stores, marketplaces, uh, dealerships, these kind of um, websites. Um, yeah. So that's my niche because I've worked with B2Bs. I've worked with like different, different kinds of websites. But at the end of the day, I realized that e-commerce type websites and technical SEO are the things that I'm really passionate about. So that leads me to one of one of my main questions. What interests you so much about e-commerce? Why e-commerce and not, I don't know, some other type of industry? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, e-commerce, because it's much easier to see the revenue attributed. Well, it's, sometimes it's, it's not easy to see the revenue attributed to the sources, but at least you see the revenue uh, for example, in Google Analytics or in some other system tracking system that you're using versus, for example, if you're in B2B, you have leads and then you don't know whether those leads were good, whether they converted. I mean, there is a much longer cycle for this, while in e-commerce, um, the information is available much, much faster. That's one of the things. And it's also back to the times I worked one uh, year for one year full time uh, as uh, paid ads uh, manager. So I love the two working with e-commerce and seeing exactly like these clicks led to uh, this amount of money earned. So, and the second thing is because e-commerce type websites, they present specific technical SEO challenges, like for example, dynamic stock or faceted navigation. While if we talk about B2B websites, some, some of them would have just like five pages and that's it. So it's great for content strategy. Um, it's great to like create different content types for B2Bs, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you would have a playground for any serious technical SEO work. So going back to a little bit of your background, I was doing a little bit of research and I saw that um, you started working in SEO and then you were doing in-house and then you moved to your own consulting agency. What prompted you to make that move and how did you go about it? Um, so yeah, that's, that's true before, um, before quitting my job in 2019 and starting my own thing, I worked in-house and I worked at agencies and <clears throat> I think it's really great to have this experience of working on different, uh, different ends <laughs> of like, of the SEO industry, right? Because working at, ag at an agency has, some, uh, has like one set of challenges and working in-house has another set of challenges um so and when i moved to canada in 20, uh, 2018 i was already a very versed seo at that point and uh, but i was not sure like well whether they're doing seo here differently even though i before moving i worked for the english industries for canada us um, us and the uk um but I worked for one year here at an agency. I really enjoyed it. I met a lot of people and I learned a lot about how um, the work ethics and uh, many other things apart of, from SEO work here. So I decided, well, I think that at this point I'm good. 
uh, starting on my own, which talking about this was not exactly true. <laughs> I needed, I had to learn a lot of, a lot of more things. Um, but yeah, I decided like, well, I can do it on my own. Um, I'll just start a company and that's basically it. I wanted more freedom. I wanted more control over who I take uh, on as clients. And I also wanted to create my course. And this was not possible as a side hustle because my job then was really intense and I did not have an opportunity to like start side hustle and do something else because I was drained uh, after after my like working hours. So it was it would be literally impossible. So I was like, okay, fine. I'm just quitting and uh, starting something that I was thinking about. And if it doesn't work, then I can always come back to job, which didn't happen. Okay, that's really brave just to kind of jump out there and start something. In a new and country. <laughs> I know. So that was my next question. Why Canada? And the name of your agency is Marketing Syrup. Why Marketing Syrup? I can kind of see a link, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, why Canada? It's interesting. Like, you know, when you were a child, sometimes you would have um, some dreams, some, um, you have some ideas that potentially like just appeared in your head. And when you grow up, sometimes you realize that you might have something now that you were thinking about when you were like five, 10 years old. And that's kind of what happened to me because from my early childhood, and I'm originally from Belarus, um, for some reason I knew uh, that I was going to move to an English speaking country. I really love the English language. I thought that I loved languages, but I ended up realizing that it's just the English language because I don't want to learn uh, other languages. So, um, and then I also, I also had crush had a crush on Daniel Radcliffe, who is in the UK. And I was like, okay, I'm moving to the UK. <laughs> and I was 15 or 14 or something at that point. Um, and I was like, okay, I want to move to the UK. It's an English speaking country, amazing. Uh, in my head, it was like, I'm going to the UK and the gates are open, are opening, and Daniel Radcliffe is standing there waiting for me. That's how it was in my head. <laughs> uh, never happened, but still this urge to like move and to actually pull the trigger and start, in, start to do something. Um, it reached me in like, I think in 2016 or something, but it was really hard to move to the UK. They don't have any like immigration programs like, like Canada does. So I was like, okay, Canada, Canada might work. I don't hear anything bad about Canada. So I can try to go to Canada. And three years before that, um, one of my SEO, previous SEO bosses moved to Canada. So I learned a lot about, uh, from him about Canada, about moving and Canada has an uh, an amazing immigration program. So I would say it was not really hard to move here. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's why Canada. Um, the second part um, is that why I named my company Marketing Syrup. So there was no huge brainstorming behind it because <laughs> actually um, my website started as just my blog, my side blog that I would use for uh, writing some, like for sharing my thoughts, for sharing my processes. So I was like, okay, maple syrup, marketing syrup works. Because at that point I was also doing, in addition to SEO, I was also uh, doing Facebook ads, I was paid ads. So SEO syrup would not uh, work as much. So it was like, okay, marketing syrup. 
And uh, when I quit my job in 2019, I thought, well, I already have the domain. Why wouldn't I just name my company after the domain that I randomly chose or actually my hobby uh, helped me to choose? I was like, okay, works. <laughs> okay, it does work. It's great. And you started in 2019. You could not have known that the pandemic was coming. Did that have any effect on how you do business, on how people do SEO, on how you do SEO? Yeah, I think the pandemic has changed us forever uh, and like all the industries, honestly. Um, so getting back to like 2019, when I quit my job, I thought, and it happens a lot when people are really good at their craft and they think that they can easily go on their own, but then they quickly find out that they also need business skills. That's exactly what happened to me. And by business, business skills, I mean, uh, you need to be able to sell what you're good at. It's not enough to be good at what you're doing. You need to be able to illustrate, uh, illustrate that you are going to help the company, like you're going to, uh, to help those potential clients and you need to get those potential the clients in the pipeline. So that's what I quickly start, started learning. And I think within the first couple of months, it started working for me. I learned literally everything that I could and talked to many people and to the founders of the agency I used to work at. They are amazing. So I, um, I talked to many people on how to sell, how to track clients, all this kind of stuff. Because I know like many consultants are out there for like, 10, five years, but at that point I was just starting. And um, when pandemic hit the first few months, I think, okay, it's, it's really interesting. So in the, in the first month of pandemic, I think I, or in the first, the first or second, whatever, uh, I only made under $200, which was insane. I was freaking out and I realized that, okay, I need to even like, I need to master my business skills more, but then things started to started picking up a little bit because, well, at first people were panicking. Uh, everybody was uh, cutting off the budgets. Everybody was like, had no idea what, what was going to happen and what to do. So it's scarcity mindset, but as long as the company started moving to more um, like, okay, here's what happens and here's what, what, what we can do. Uh, then things shifted and I got back to like, having a lot of work and also simultaneously I was working uh, on my courses. Okay, so you found a way to kind of get around the pandemic and get around COVID, great. Um, so before I jump to the question of your course, because I do wanna ask you about that, could you tell me, we're, I wanna talk a little more about like SEO context in the day-to-day -day basis. Can you tell me what your day-to-day -day work kind of consists of, or if it doesn't consist of any one thing in particular, if it changes all of the time? Yeah, yeah. So um, my, my mindset and whatever I'm going is shifting. So my day-to-day -day, uh, as an SEO is shifting too. Uh, so for example, uh, if we were talking a year ago, uh, I would have like almost every day I would have a sales call. I would have, um, I would have some client work. I would have some consultations. 
and that uh, SEO consultations. Plus, I'm really active on Twitter and LinkedIn. So I would post like what I just found out or uh, some some previous ideas. I would post um, this on LinkedIn and Twitter. So that's basically what my how uh, what my life uh, used to look like as an SEO. Currently, it's a little bit different because I'm shifting more from client work this year, uh, from client work to creating an academy. Um, so I take a very, a very short number of clients. So I just finished uh, some big projects. So again, last uh, last week that would be uh, crawling an enormous website and writing, like seeing all the all the issues there and. Uh, creating user stories and all this kind of stuff and then presenting uh, the findings, talking to the client. And then there is another part of me creating a new course or like working um, with email marketing for my existing course. So that's something that I do to uh, myself at this point. Uh, so I'd say there is no specific set of things that I would do every single day. It's just shifting as my business is shifting. Okay. And in that response, you mentioned two courses. So I want to ask you about the first one. I've read about the SEO challenge course that you created. Can you tell me why you wanted to do that? What prompted you to do that? And then what was the process of creating it? I want you answer that. And then I have a second question. <laughs> of course. So, uh, oh my God, I love this question. So um, I think. First of all, I'm a teacher by education. I never thought that I never wanted to be a teacher like at school or something. And the real reason, but don't don't tell my university uh, why I wanted to pursue this uh, degree was because it was just the uh, teacher of the English language, and that's only the English language part mattered to me. But teacher, not really. Uh, but I think at some level that's something that i still naturally lean to teaching people whenever i worked even the first job i joined um i was a junior seo but within the first six months i realized that okay i was really passionate about the industry i learned a lot so i started helping people to like i started doing some trainings my um uh lead of like the group that i belong to asked to do those trainings so i would explain things to people and even when i uh, when i came to canada so i was at first the first um the first seo in the company but then there were new seos too so i would teach them too and i realized that okay i want to have a centralized like kind of thing when i would have training training for people so i don't need to like come to each of them one one on one, but I can have something, uh, something which is available to them all the time. So that's how I realized that I wanted to create a course. Uh, but of course, in terms of the in terms of the production, what usually people would do is like spend uh, spend months on creating course because like you can't sell something that you don't have. Luckily, at that point, I started learning how to create courses because again. I teach, but I'm also really big on learning. I always learn, uh, learn and learn. I take at least uh, one course every month uh, in different in different topics, and this has improved me in different spheres like immensely. So uh, I quickly learned that you don't just create spend 
a year on creating a course and then trying to sell it because like if nobody buys then why you spend all of this time so i remember i put up uh, the sales page i had a whole idea of the course i had the whole, the whole curriculum everything i just didn't have the content so i pulled the page the landing page uh up on the website and i was freaking out <laughs> oh my god i don't have it i'm selling but i don't have it i i at some point i was like oh my god i feel like an imposter but there were some people signing up and they had the, the first cohort of amazing people and some of them were uh, were actually at the agency that i just left then um so that was amazing too and then i created the course uh, and then i started training it in cohorts and this year i switched it to uh, on-demand learning so yeah and it's i think it's amazing because i know that uh so we give like many strategies there and basically that help people to fill in their knowledge gaps and to feel more confident in their SEO knowledge, because especially when you're self-taught that most, most SEOs are. Um, and uh, I know that so many of my students have already like got jobs or they wanted to move to the SEO positions. They were like in sales, for example, or project management, and they wanted to move to the SEO positions and uh, they managed to do this. So I'm really, really proud that I, my course was a stepping stone for them to uh, in their SEO career. Okay, and is the course kind of the content fixed or do you continually update and change it? Yeah, so um, I updated. Uh, I updated, like, for example, when core vitals happened, like, okay, you need to edit core vitals and how to, uh, what it was that in the first place, and also how to, um, how to check uh check this and how to improve the website in terms of code vitals uh so like i'm adding uh piece by piece but also by the end of this year i want to re-record everything uh completely with the new branding um and also add some strategies i, I keep a folder for me it's like okay i want to add this 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 and this and the good the, uh, the good thing is that every person who uh, joins now they get lifetime access anyway so whenever i'm adding something new they still get it or uh for example when i started the course i didn't have anything to talk about like uh working with clients i had um, i created um like part of how to land a job because at that point i knew how to land an seo job but i didn't know how to work with clients so last year i added a part how to work with clients because at that point i already knew a lot knew enough to talk about that and to help people with that. Okay, and with a full-time job, logistically, where do you find the time to, to do that? <laughs> so I think um, one my main um, advice for myself and for everyone uh, who works with like, as a freelancer, who as a consultant with clients is to like, is, it's basically, yeah, treat it as your full-time job, but then having a side hustle helps too. And for me, at first, the course was a side hustle because like, for example, when uh, you have like a slower time, you don't have, you have like steady clients, you don't have big projects, you can relax into nothing, which doesn't work for me. <laughs> you can freak out that you're not, you don't have enough like prospects in a pipeline or you can work on your side hustle. So I would usually choose to work on my side hustle uh that's where i would have like live launches that i did last year i'm not 
going to do anymore. Live launching is very exhausting. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I treated it more as a high side hassle. And when I, whenever I had time, I would like do something more. Uh, plus, sometimes I would hire uh, people to help me. Like, for example, uh, when I was running the course in cohorts, I would have a coach in the Slack channel of the course, and the coach was actually one of my previous students. Um, so that's something that helped me too. And, um, and yeah, and this year I'm just switching this more as a my main job, and working with clients and consulting is a side hustle. Okay. And talking about hustle, I see there's an upcoming course on technical SEO. I've seen some teasers on, on Twitter. Can you tell us a little more about it? Yeah. So um, it's interesting. So when I uh, when I created my first course, what I realized is that the technical SEO part there is the biggest part. And there are many things that I could include, could potentially include there, but I didn't want to overload people. And at the end of the day, uh, the existing course, the SEO challenge course, is for uh, beginner intermediate. But also, I wanted to cover technical SEO more. And many people would ask me in the course of this two years, many people would ask me, like, do you have a course specifically on technical SEO? And I would constantly have an idea, well, I need to create one, I need to create one, I need to create one. And one day I was like, okay, I finally need to create one. And I started I started um, asking people what exactly they want to learn because I wanted to make sure that like, okay, I have my curriculum that I was thinking about, but I also wanted to make sure that I'm uh, going to cover things that people want to learn. I mean, that makes sense, but I do because I don't want to cover something that I don't do. It doesn't make any sense. So, um, and also one of my students uh, of the SEO challenge is actually helping me a lot with this. She's really excited for the course. So she's like, okay, I want to help you too. So, um, we analyzed technical SEO job postings. We analyzed what people uh, say on the forums, like all these kind of things to have a much better idea of what people need. And we are finalizing the uh, curriculum, which is going to be more like advanced level uh, than in my, in my current course. Uh, so it's basically the current course is a stepping stone and then the next uh, the next thing would be uh, the technical SEO course. Um, and even my students, they would say, oh my God, we love the technical SEO part so much, but we wanted more, we wanted to continue. So yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm finally going to give you what you were asking me about. Okay, so it's in progress. Do you know when you plan on releasing it, when it'll be fully finished? Yeah, so um, I'm going to, um, to start releasing, to basically, start selling it this uh this month and i have like the whole schedule plan because i have people who pre-registered i have people on my email list i have people on my social media so there are different stages that sounds really interesting um all right so now i want to ask you a couple questions kind of seo community related uh you said that you are quite active on social media. How do you manage to kind of build your community and, and keep your community kind of nourished? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think I started two months before I left my job. I just started posting daily on Twitter and LinkedIn, just about the things that I would find every day at my job, like, okay, 
oh my god i found this thing in google search console i'll just post about this and that's basically it and that started this momentum of people seeing and of like following me subscribing um and then i think for two years straight i would have posts on linkedin and twitter every single day and even sometimes like two three posts uh that has helped a lot to build a community I was like genuinely trying to help people and to uh to share something that i just learned um and or just learned or the process that i created some some something along those lines and yeah i think it just then it just built from there and then i see me now many times when people would ask oh who do i need to follow in the SEO industry people uh other people would tag me so people would follow me so now it's just like a momentum uh but i'm still active i'm still posting i'm still um i'm still like trying to uh provide as much information as i can uh it's a little bit different already and i would love to like possible like launches about creating courses too but that's not not i think what my audience audience is uh ultimately interested in so i'm uh still like posting more about seo but i i think in the nearest like years i would change my direction a little bit okay and who are would you say are the three people kind of influence you the most in the industry okay so Elida solace 100 i love her she's amazing um jamie alberico she is amazing too and i would love really would love to meet her finally in real life and like make a photo with uh, <laughs> you know blue, blue haired girl and red haired girl i think that would be amazing but it's not only about that she is she is hilarious and a reach uh who created uh, women tech seo she is oh my gosh she she's amazing she has such a kind heart and at the same time she is really like protective of her community and i think the things she, that she's doing are really really cool and your answer leads me very nicely into my next question i noticed that you cited three women um and this is a question i like to ask we like talking to all seos but particularly female seos because i don't know that there are less but probably less visible i would say what kind of advice would you have for any younger females trying to get into the seo industry yeah i think i think what helped me when i was started is not knowing that some things are hard i just did them so not not thinking about oh my god this is like a hard industry or this like you can't pour some pour something just be yourself and that's that's basically it that just just show who you are if you feel like posting something on social media post it because if you don't then don't uh because i know that so many women are afraid to post like for example questions of, or post their tips uh on twitter because people will say oh it's common knowledge but there are always someone there's always someone who a few steps behind you and for them what you're posting what you're sharing will be very 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 helpful so you are doing disservice by keeping it to yourself disservice to them by keeping it to yourself if you want to start sharing start projecting your voice if you don't feel like it that's fine too i mean it's not like everybody should do this but 
being yourself and being unapologetically um, yourself without being uh, without thinking what other people would think is a hugest thing. I think it's a lifelong lesson that we all need to learn. But at least like starting now, even if be it in the SEO industry or in some other industry or whenever, I think it's a really important lesson that will help you be yourself versus trying to please all others around you. That's really good advice. Thank you. I really like that. And that leads me to my last question for you. Is there any advice you would give to your younger self? Um, I think the biggest, it would not be advice. It would be just like, keep going. Because everything that you are doing, everything, some things might not make sense. Some things might seem like, oh my God, it doesn't lead to any results. But this is the all these things are part of your path. All these things are form are forming you, forming your character, for like giving you lessons, life lessons. So just be yourself and do exactly exactly what you want to do, how you want to do this. And I'm really thankful that you, younger Christina, did all of those things so that I am where I am right now. Great, thank you. And like I said, that was my last question, but do you think there's anything important to add? So I think that your questions are really cool and I wouldn't add anything else. Thanks so much for chatting with us today, Christina. It was great getting to know a little more about you and also what you do. Thanks to all of you who are listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. And if so, please don't hesitate to subscribe. Also, if you're interested in knowing more about OnCrawl, you can try our application for free for 14 days. Thanks again for listening. And as always, happy crawling.